Hey, Will. Hello. How's it going? How's it going, Russ? It's going good. Uh, I'm here with uh, Will Osgood, a high school wide receiver coach in San Diego. With, and he has a background in scouting. And he is the co-host of the Saints Football Today podcast. He's a partner with Josh Joffrey, and which uh, came on my podcast before. And um, they host the podcast at uh, saintspodcast.webs.com. So today, me and him will be talking about the upcoming uh, NCAA recruits to go into the NFL. Are you ready? Let's do it. Will, who do you guys are top players? Uh, some of the top guys that I have are, are Russell Okung. He's an offensive tackle at Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, he and, and Brandon Pettigrew last season were were largely responsible for uh, protecting Zach Robinson in the passing game and and opening up running holes for Hunter and uh, Toasten, I think his name is. So he he's generally regarded going into this year as the top offensive tackle. Um, and then if you look at at Oklahoma, their rival, they have Trent Williams, who's an offensive tackle, who's probably better than uh, than Phil Lodeholt, who came out of Oklahoma a season ago at that same position. And then if you look at, there's a couple of defensive tackles that I think are going to be very good players at the NFL level. One of them is a guy named Nandama Kung Su out of Nebraska. I've, I've watched him in a couple games, and he's pretty dominant player and I know in the uh, the Gator Bowl that they played against Clemson he he really tore it up and if he can do that he thought about coming out this year and if he can play the same at the same level he should be a top 10 pick along with Terrence Cody uh, who's really going to be the ideal 3-4 uh, nose tackle so he's a guy that the Broncos uh, might be looking at coming into next year if they can't if they haven't found their nose tackle in that 3-4 um, I think the biggest things for him is just proving that he's got good character and uh, and just having a second good year as last year was his first year in uh, Division One football. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there that uh, the uh, drafts coming in next year will be mostly defensive and we'll see a lot of line. Uh, this year we saw um, some skilled players. We saw some running backs go, some quarterbacks go early, and of course the number one uh, draft pick overall. Um, with Matt Stafford uh, going to Detroit. But, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, next year, I think it's going to see more defensive. We're going to see more linemen go. Um, we'll get into the quarterbacks here. My number one quarterback uh, is Sam Bradford. And I really like the way that he would have been probably the number one quarterback this year if he were to go pro. And also, you got to like uh, Colt McCoy from Texas. Those are two big names out there. So, uh, Will, who do you got as your top quarterbacks coming into the draft? Um, certainly, I like both those guys, and I think that you know they will end up being first-round picks. Um, but I'm going to go a little bit off the radar. A guy at at Kansas named Todd Reesing is actually he's the guy that I like the most. Maybe he might not even be my number one quarterback, but I I just really like the way that he plays the position. He reminds me a lot of a of a, of a Drew Brees or even a Doug Flutie, at least in comparison with the height. Um, you know, he moves really well within the pocket, extremely athletic, very, very intelligent football player. And he, re- he has a much better arm than probably most people would assume just because of his size. And he's a guy that, that if, uh, 
if I were a head coach, which I hope to be someday, I wish I, w- I wish I could be next year because he's a guy I would love to pick up in the seventh round and, and develop him into a a player. I think he's going to be really good. Yep, and you can see a lot of these quarterbacks um, that are you know coming out of the big name uh, colleges, you know, like teams like in Kansas who just recently been successful, and a lot of those quarterbacks can uh, end up being very successful in the NFL and in the pros. Um, like you saw, Tom Brady uh, got the Patriots, almost not even getting drafted, and uh, him being in my mind the best in the uh, NFL. And then you also have some uh, quarterbacks who produce great in the in you know college that can't make in the NFL, such as uh, Chase Daniels and Graham Hill this year. Also, you see some Vince Young hasn't really pr- uh, produced, and uh, we'll see if Troy, Sm- Troy Smith ever does. Um, but I like the quarterbacks coming in next year. Again, like, you got some big names in there. You got some guys flying under the radar. Um, running backs this year, I thought we had a pretty strong uh, running back class, like no Sean Moreno. Um, but next year, I see pretty weak uh, running backs. Uh, so, uh, Will, do you, do you see the same thing? or And uh, who, who do you got your top running backs for next year? Absolutely. I think going into the year, you kind of look at it as a, a depleted uh class of running backs mainly because so many of the good ones this year were underclassmen that being said there is there is a guy at Clemson named CJ Spiller who split carries with uh with uh James Davis this past season but he's an electric player he's a punt returner he's a a shifty kind of kind of guy can catch the ball in the backfield very much reminiscent of a Reggie Bush or a Brian Westbrook or a Percy Harvin um, so he probably would be the top guy, at least uh, among seniors. And then I think if, I think there are a couple underclassmen coming out or potentially coming out who might, uh, might make a run at it being a uh, job at best from, from California, who's considered a possible, uh, <coughs> possible Heisman candidate this year, or at least I've heard that. And, uh, he'll be. He's also very much like a Bush, like a Spiller, like any of those guys. And then the third guy along those same lines is uh, DeMarco Murray from Oklahoma. Right. You know, all, all three have kind of those similar skill sets, and that seems to be the kind of running back you're going to find in this year's draft. Yeah, I, I see, like those guys that you mentioned, uh, that their strongest ability I, I've seen is their speed. So I think the, the running backs coming next year um, – Definitely, I think they'll be faster than this year. Um, like I said, I don't think a very strong uh, running back class, but again, very fast one. And I just want to get into this. Uh, I think that, you know, I can't name names off the top of my head right now, but from USC, the running backs that they have, because they have a lot of depth there, and they're, they've got about three or four uh, very talented running backs with high expectations that I think you're really going to start to see this year. You might see some of them, like uh, Lendell White or Reggie Bush, uh, come up from USC because um, they're going to be hurting, or at least inexperienced at the at the quarterback spot since losing uh, Mark Sanchez. So I'm looking for a running back from USC. I couldn't give a name right now because there are, I think, three or four ones that could really step it up. Also, I just want to mention uh, a, quarter, a running back I really like this year who should have been Rookie of the Year if it wasn't for uh, Matt Ryan in Atlanta is I really like uh, my boy uh, Jonathan Stewart who was the uh, pick for the Carolina, and he split carries with D'Angelo Williams. Um, had a great year this year, and I followed him a lot because uh, I followed Oregon a lot and him play there, so uh, I just want to get that in. Um, do you have any uh, top wideouts this year? Because I know 
uh, this year. He had Michael Trebchie and the uh, Macklin go. But do you see still any uh, top wideouts in the college still? Well, I think this is going to be kind of a, a year, probably not the strongest year again for wide receivers, but there will be a couple guys who kind of fly under the radar. Um, some of the top guys are, are Brandon LaFell from U, um, sorry from LSU. Also, you, I think, again, if you look at USC, you have Ronald Johnson, who's a big physical receiver, um, who, you know, he, his production might drop a little bit because of the quarterback play. And, and like you said, the running game is going to be outstanding next season at, at SC. Um, but nonetheless, he's going to be a, a hot prospect, I think. Yeah. And then if, if you look at some juniors, I, I think that's where you kind of find the, the strength possibly. Um, there's a guy from Illinois named Aurelius Ben who – who is a, a top talent coming out of high school, and he's been very productive his first two years at, at Illinois, although he's had a few injuries. But if he can stay healthy and continue to produce, he's a big body, but he's also very quick and very very fast. I think he has a long way to go from the mental side of the game. And then there's Des Bryant from Oklahoma State, who is just a stud. Um, guy tore it up at uh, I was, at uh... Eight. Just about to get into him, um, he was my guy actually for my under the radar pick because uh, I didn't get to see him play much and he was uh, he did get hurt throughout the season. But uh, out of watching you know all of uh, last year's in college football, he is the most talented uh, wideout maybe besides uh, Crabtree that I saw in the league. The only problem though could be that he uh, is injury prone. But um, I saw him against uh, Oregon. Oregon had a uh, in in their bowl game and. Oregon had a uh, very good DBs this year, um, including uh, Patrick Chung, the two-time All-American safety. Uh, but Des Bryant, uh, he, he even tore him up, and he couldn't play half the game. And to me, that's the only reason that Oregon won that game was of because of Des Bryant's uh, injury throughout the game. But like I said, I like him to be the number one wideout. I think he has a lot of talent um, under my radar pick. Just if he can stay healthy out there, I, I think he has just great ability uh, out there. So uh, that's my under the radar pick. Who do you got? Absolutely, I I totally agree with you on on that. I, I think he will be the number one guy even as a junior, and he's got tons of talent. Um, there are two other guys that that are juniors also who might come out. Another guy from SC named Damian Williams. Um. He was also very productive a season ago. Of course, having a quarter, uh, you know, a first-round quarterback helps that, and, and a great offensive system. But he he has the potential. Another big-bodied receiver. SC seems to love those big-body guys. Um, and then I guess if I was going to say my under-the-radar guy, it would be Desmond Briscoe, another junior, and he's from Kansas. And I think he'll be aided by uh, by the quarterback play of Todd Reesing. He's a guy who, who who had a very good year a season ago, and uh, he's got good size, good height, or obviously, uh, I meant good speed. Uh, he runs decent routes, and I think he just needs to just needs to have another good year, and he could could climb that uh, that board of the the receiver ranks. Yeah. And uh, first, I gotta say this for all the Florida fans out there. Um, I think we can both agree on this that uh, Tim Tebow will probably 
uh, not get drafted as a quarterback, but maybe we'll see him shift to a, a wide receiver uh, spot uh, when he gets in the NFL because the guy has a great, you know, uh, he has great strength. He's an extremely athletic guy. He's one of the uh, best college athletes I've ever seen play. But just the way he is in college is not going to get him um, to this NFL. And he's definitely looked great by the scouts. So can you agree with me that we won't, we won't really see Tim Tebow high on the quarterback list? Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that. Um, I wouldn't rule it out as a possibility just because Florida has actually brought in a quarterback guru this year and they've done extra practices and extra things to in the spring and in the summer and even in the fall camp they're going to to help him potentially uh, become that that NFL style quarterback although that you're not going to see it much on game days at least according to Urban Meyer but yeah I definitely see him more as a tight end H back kind of player but with the potential, possibly, if he improves a lot, to maybe at least get a look at quarterback. Yep. And, I mean, listening to who the guys that you like to go next year and the guys that I like, uh, like Sam Bradford, Des Bryant, um, there's going to be a pretty big hit taken to the Big 12. Uh, we uh, saw it this year, and we saw it with, uh, you know, uh, Graham Harrell leaving, Crabtree leaving. And we're going to see it next year. You know, you're going to see those top players um, leaving, just like Sam Bradford and maybe Des Bryant, even though they are young. But I, I have to say they are going to take a big hit this year. So I look for them very talented this year. They were very talented last year, but I see them taking a big hit. Absolutely. The Big 12, in my opinion, is the most talented conference in in the uh, in college football, at least this year. And SEC is a close second, but I don't think it matches up quite to the level of the Big 12 this year, talent-wise at least. Yeah, and we're also going to see some of those uh, big linemen from Texas Tech go this year also. Um, mm-hmm. Before we uh, end this, I, I'm a big Michigan fan, so I need to get your opinion on this. Uh, where do you see Michigan going this year or changing? You know, I while I, I also follow Michigan football, not I'm not a as big a fan as you are, but I definitely think they're headed in the right direction. I think it was it was bound to be a tough year last year with all the change. You know, there was a lot of change that happened there in that program, and plus they lost, you know, Chad Haney, Jake Long, Mike Hart, mm-hmm. uh, Adrian Arrington, and uh, Mario Manningham. So it was bound to be a tough year, and I think, you know, Rich Rodriguez is starting to get his his guys in there, and I think they'll have a better year this year. Yeah, and I'm going to give you my theory right now on this. If if you've listened to this podcast before, any of you guys are listening right now, um, you've known me go off on Michigan. First, I'd like to say uh, I did not like the coaching change they made with Rich Rodriguez. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a great coach. He's proven he's a great coach. He's a great recruiter. But to hearing that Michigan had to rebuild, is what it's not what they needed. When you go to 33 straight bowl games, you don't need to rebuild. They should have got a, a, a coach who fit the same offense because if you get folks like Les Miles um, that runs the same kind of offense, you got Ryan Mallett, the first quarterback, who would have been the quarterback this year um, coming out of Texas. Also, you have maybe Adrian Arrington and Manningham stay because they both were juniors and had another year of eligibility. So that kind of got me mad. Um, this year, 
pretty disappointing with three and nine. But again, you're seeing a team who had a quarterback. One was a walk-on, and one was recruited for a whole nother uh, type of offense. So when you don't have a quarterback, especially in the spread offense system, you're not going to win games. Um, this year, getting Tate for CA, uh, one of the top dual-threat quarterbacks, and also having Denard Robinson, who is, we could see at the quarterback spot, we could see him, you know, he's an athletic player. So, yeah, I agree with you. They are getting better players now. But, again, like a team like that, I didn't think had to rebuild to start with. Uh, but, again, you need to look for this one guy. He uh, is in Detroit, Michigan right now, the recruit that has strongly uh, verbally committed to Michigan, um, last name Gardner, and he is supposed to be, uh, he has bigger expectations than Terrell Pryor right now. He is already, you know, in the top dual threat quarterbacks, uh, according to Rivals.com. Um, he is 210 and 6'4", so he's a big guy. Uh, but again, like I said, I like, I like the spread offense. I like Rich Rodriguez. I like you know, that he's getting a good recruit, recruiting class because they had another top 10 uh, recruiting class this year. Uh, but again, I didn't like that they had to change offenses. But I think that in time, they're going to get back to the normal Michigan team that they are. They're going to get back to uh, going to the having national championship hopes. It's just going to take a while. Yeah, and I, you mentioned Tate Forcier. That's a guy that we actually coached against this year, even though I'm, you know, I'm a receivers coach, so I didn't deal with that side of the ball. But when we played him, you know, it was so obvious that that guy is – He's a he's a good talent and uh, he has a really good arm. He's got nice touch on the ball and he's a heck of an athlete. He he made plays on us all day long, made us look silly trying to tackle him. So while he may not be the long term solution, I certainly think you know he'll compete and he'll he'll find a spot somewhere at Michigan and if not at Michigan at another school. Yeah, because uh, like I was saying with the Gardner recruit, um, Tate Forcia in my mind is a good, uh, you know, a good quarterback, of course, um, but if we do get this Gardner, um, he could change, he could not take the uh, starting quarterback spot, but for me, you're going to get the best quarterback that's there. I don't really care if it's Forcier or Gardner or whoever, as long as, you know, you got the best quarterback in the spot, um, but he did look in there, he did look uh, extremely well in their spring uh, scrimmage, um, scoring five touchdowns. A little concerned on the defense. Um, because they had some trouble with the defensive coordinator. Pretty bad defense last year. But the best defensive coordinator I like uh, is their old uh, defensive coordinator, Ron English, who is now the head coach at Eastern Michigan University. Um, but if you have anything else to add? Yeah, it was the one thing I did want to add is this is kind of a, a cool year for me in the uh, pros- you know, senior senior class and prospects for the draft. Is I have three ga- three guys that I know friends that you know i consider them friends that are possibly going to get drafted this year and uh they're a cornerback uh ultron verner from ucla who's considered the top guy out of the three um to me he's he's got to be a top five corner although they don't have him ranked that way right now but i think he'll prove to be that and then another corner who's who goes to sc he uh, his name is kevin thomas and uh He'll probably be a late-round guy, but he's very talented. He's a guy I went to high school with, and you know, so obviously I wish him the best. And then a guy I've actually known since I was five years old, his name is Devin Head. He's an offensive guard at Colorado, and uh, he's not necessarily looking or not necessarily uh, projected to be drafted right now, but he's a good guy, and if he, if he has a good year this year, he might be able to 
to get into the talk for uh, for being drafted. So look out for those three if if you're a real intense college football fan. You probably know Ultron Werner's name, but the other two you might not know. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Will. Thanks for the taking this call today. Um, so that is our podcast today with the Will Osgood, high school, wide receiver, high school quarterback uh, from San Diego. And you can find his podcast at saintspodcast.webs.com. Um, also, I'll have a link on my site. Uh, but that's the uh, podcast today. I'll be back tomorrow. This is Young Gun, Russ the Bus, along with Will Osgood on the YGS podcast. Peace out.